Welcome to the OC Endurance Podcast. My name is Chris, along with my co-hosts, Austin and Tony. We are on episode number 31. How you guys doing? I'm excited just to see if I don't have audio issues today. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be cool to have Tony back on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, stop downloading. Got uh, all your BitTorrents going on in the background. Is that that still a thing, BitTorrents? I don't think so. That you just That's a good yourself. question. Yeah, I, I know. Now <laughs> all these people are like, what the hell is that? That was from the that? early yeah. 2000s <laughs> yeah. when we all used to have to steal Na- movies. <laughs> Napster. Oh, my God. Napster. <laughs> <sighs> I, I'm the real Napster. Do you remember that quote? Yeah. Oh, oh God. The social network. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel old. This weekend racing, looking at everybody's age groups, it's like, man, everybody's in younger age group than me. I think maybe Kevin. Kevin was the only one that was in a young, a little bit older age group than me. <laughs> Start seeing that's awesome roll downs and stuff. I'm like, thirty to thirty four. Who in the hell is that young? Uh, <laughs> damn yeah. kids. Damn Tim. Tim was in the thirty to thirty four. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Well, I, I mean, you got. Annie in like the 18 yeah, adolescent Shay's down there too, yeah, right? Yeah. So Jeez. yeah. It, yeah. It's crazy. Cause I don't feel like I'm 25 old years older than them. You don't look 25 <laughs> years older. How's that? I don't know. My wife's uh, got the crow's feet going. So I definitely I, I got yeah. the root, you know, but I don't feel it. So I guess it doesn't matter unless they beat you. If they don't beat you, that's you're not right. Older than they are. That's, that's what right. I, that's what I live by. <laughs> uh, so how you been doing, Austin? Good. Easy weekend, mellow weekend, nothing crazy going on, you know? Just post Arizona living life. full. What uh what are you training you know. for? Anything before the end of the year? Uh Yeah, well, I guess not before the end of the year, but Avalon 50 miler is the first weekend in January. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. I guess first weekend in January, technically, the sixth. That's a fun um, weekend. Yeah, so it'll be good. It's, I mean, the weather's been great, so hopefully it won't be too cold. It's usually pretty cold there um, for for me, at least. Um, yeah, it's and like then fifty degrees. City is it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get out the door in the morning for that race. Let me tell you, but. And then Surf City follows that. I think it's four weeks after. So that's cool. As long as it doesn't yeah. rain on Cat, you know, during Catalina, it's amazing. When it rains there, it's brutal. Yeah, because that whole island just made of clay. So it's not even mud. It is truly clay. It just cakes to your shoes. Yeah, it cakes to your shoes. It's and you don't want to ever have to run the the rain route as they call it. Right? It's yeah, because you can't go. Super boring. Is it going all the way yeah. to the other side of the island this year, or are they? Cutting it. Okay. Because, yeah, when it rained, they did something different. They wouldn't let you go to the other side. Right. Yeah. They. Oh, that was weird. Um, they won't let you go down to two harbors. Quick. They. I don't know what that was. <laughs> like my everything kind of just shut off for a second. That's odd. <laughs> we were having earthquakes last night. Apparently, I didn't, I didn't feel any of them. I didn't feel any of it. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I did. I felt the first one. Oh, maybe I don't know. I don't know if it was the first one or the second one because I think I was, we, went, we might have been driving for the first one and then maybe we felt the aftershock. But um, 
Yeah, we, uh, my sister was here. She swam, and then we went to go grab uh, Miguel Juniors for like a, just a quick dinner, and we got back to the house and started eating. And right when we sat down, it gave us a little sh- jolt, and I was like, "Oh, that was interesting." Was not hey, expecting. Do you that. ever go like look look at the pool? That's the Have first thing I do before? is look at the pool. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. the water sloshing around? Yeah, but I, I didn't feel anything last night. No, we were. I think I was driving my daughter home for soccer for the first one, and I didn't feel the second one. The second one was a smaller. All right, so yeah, I always hate that right before you go to bed, and then it's like, uh, I'm glad I didn't feel it because if if it happens right before I go to bed, then I'm on edge thinking about going to bed, and getting woke up. Did, does that worry you? Like you're gonna have to only. It's not me. It's you know the kids, and will they feel it? And and uh, my kids have slept through every earthquake. They've never, they've never woken up, which is nice. When they go out, they go out. Yeah, I I I can't remember. I maybe once as a kid I've been woken up by an earthquake, and maybe once as an adult I've been woken up by an earthquake. Quake. Yeah, I, you weren't born for the Woody or Narrows earthquake, most likely. That was the big one we had. I think I was in junior high, so you were not. Oh yeah, I definitely wasn't born. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big earthquake year, and uh, yeah, yeah, that shook the crap out of us. I was, uh, I was, I was pretty traumatized for a while off that one. Yeah, I, I remember one time we one woke us up really bad in the middle of the night. Where like, oh, stand out of the door jams. Like, I don't know. I don't think this is doing anything, but okay. <laughs> so I'm a little you superstitious know. sometimes. So uh, my, I think my, it was only my oldest. She had to be. I think she had just started sleeping in a bed, not in the crib, and so she must have been, I don't know, three or four. I can't remember, but. We had turned on Wolf of Wall Street, never watched it before, turned it on, lying in bed, and we're watching it. It's getting through like the intro and the big one that happened in the last 10 years that was around here. I don't even remember what it was, but hit and, you know, everything's shaking. I'm running to her, open the door. She's out cold. She never even felt it. But stuff's like falling off the shelves around her bed and stuff like that, you know. And um, after that, I was like, nope, not going to watch Wolf of Wall Street. So I've never watched. I've never watched it. (laughs) That's a bummer. It's a great movie. It triggers earthquakes in my book. (laughs) That's funny. Oh man. Uh, So, yep. Are you staying the whole weekend in Catalina? No, we'll go out Friday afternoonish, or maybe kind of early afternoon, and then race and then my goal is always to be on that three at least that 3 p.m ferry ride back so you're doing the 50k or the 50 mile in and out. mile by 3 p.m what time do you start five five hmm. so obviously you're going for sub 12 yeah. yeah i i broke eight last okay. year so i'd like to come well under that and maybe crack top 10 or the something the best part is staying after and drinking and hanging out and I, I wouldn't know. I never have. The best part to me is getting home to my bed and sleeping in my own bed. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing better. Uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed staying after and hanging out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a cool party, and I, I, I usually get to spend at least a couple hours at the finish line and kind of watch everybody. So, and luckily, I think like a lot of the group that we have going are doing 50k. So they should either be done before me or right when you're you know, finishing. I'm roughly sure, at the right? same time. Your goal should <laughs> be to finish the 50 when they're doing the 50k. 
That's what I told him. I said, if I catch you on the hill or something like that, I'm going to, I don't know, smack you on the ass or something. If you're a guy yeah. uh, for the girls, I don't know what I'll, I'll do. Be, I'll be waiting for you. That's the challenge. That was like <laughs> yeah, me this weekend. Exactly. I felt like everybody was gunning for me. Everybody was, you know, everybody was like, yeah, I want to break five hours. And I want to be Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, lit a fire. I like that competition. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so was, I guess... It's a th- well. I we can get into that later. I don't yeah. want to ask about it now because I kind of want to hear about Tony's I know. weekend. Tony's sitting over there. He just ran a little marathon, or something like that, right? Yeah, just a long run. I'm, I'm still limping around from that one. This is, <laughs> this is the sorest I've been. I was talking to Naughty last night. I was like, "This is the sorest I've been," and I can't remember. And she's like, "Fremont last year," and I was like, "Yeah, okay." So the end of the wild Fremont race messed me up pretty good and got me got me pretty sore. Okay. And I think I'm. I'm just about as sore now as I was for that, which is crazy because that had like 3,500 feet of elevation gain and this stupid marathon is so deceptive. And it says, I think my watch recorded like 630 something feet of elevation gain, but um, Mm. something, something about this course just, I mean, I know it's billed as a fast course. Obviously, there's a lot of fast people that show up to OTQ, but I, and I think it's more or less just because it is the last chance to OTQ. Not not necessarily it's a fast course because Chicago is a much faster course than uh, CIM. I will say that. Is it well? It's funny because everyone's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you should do CIM to to BQ," and but it sounds like it's more challenging. I, I think it is more challenging. Well, then let's say. Chicago, but so here's the thing. I think for CIM, the weather's probably more consistent. You're, you're probably almost more guaranteed to have you know better running weather than like Chicago, right? Which you can it can be really cold and get really hot and you can get really windy and all these other things come into play. Whereas CIM is you know typically pretty pretty cool um, and not you know we don't want to deal with crazy winds out here and and then. Um, you know, the weather's pretty consistent. So I think it, you know, it might've rained a little bit before like last year, but then it didn't rain for the entire race. So, you know, I think, I think that's probably something to do with it. Why people, uh, right. you know, it's would, on my list possibly for next year. So I'll be, I'm, I'm excited to hear about it because I, I pulled the trigger on LA just to be a little warm up. Nice. I don't, ex- yeah, I don't expect much out of that because I don't really have a lot mm-hmm. of time to build. Um, I think I'm going to focus more on the Surf City Half as, as an important race. And then, yeah, and then I'm going to do Santa Rosa as my BQ, but that's not until September. Yeah. And LA's not a fast course by any means either. So, yeah, uh, you know, not, not expect much. And, you know, that finish kind of stinks, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get you mentally prepared for that so you don't go into that, you know, with some <laughs> false uh, assumptions or, you know, get mentally I fucked I, at the I, end I of that. I go, uh, so, yeah, I'll go in the sevens. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in the sevens, I'd be happy. So we'll see. Yeah. Never, never done one. So, all right. Well, when did you head up? We ended up flying, uh, flying up Friday morning, and uh, and so got there like midday. Um, just went and and uh, most of the events were at the expo or at the the Hyatt, which is like the the host hotel. So we just decided like we weren't staying at the Hyatt, but just, you know, go there and, and drop our bags and until our, our place was ready, uh, went and grab, grab some lunch and then head to the expo. Um, 
It was so cool. There, it's funny. I watched. Right? Or sorry, I, I watched um, somebody's video. It might have been, might have been Kofu's video where he was at New York and all of the events, right? But a lot of those shops or a lot of those brands have stores, right? In New York, right? You've got Tracksmith and you've got these different brands, and and they're all having little events, and you know that that like pumped me up. I'm like, oh my god, I want to do New York. Um, is was there a bunch of stuff going on for CIM. I know uh, I saw you guys hanging out with a bunch of influencers. So, yeah. So, not as much as, let's say, a New York, a Chicago, or like a Boston. Um, yeah, those are all majors. So, I think the brands really go, go all out for that. CIM was actually fairly quiet um, as far as like little pop ups and stuff that are around from like all the, all the brands. Um, they did have a, um, uh, a shakeout run on Saturday morning that was hosted by BPN, which is you know one of the one of the main sponsors. And God, there there had to be, I don't know. It, it seemed like like six hundred people at, at minimum there. And it's it pretty crazy seems- how many endurance athletes they pulled in. I mean, what he's built is pretty insane. Well, BPN, yeah. you're saying? Well, so yeah. it, but. It was like the main shakeout main for shakeout. CIM. Okay. So like CIM, CIM was pushing it. Um, you know, obviously, again, you mentioned the influencers being there, the YouTubers, the shoe tubers. So it was it, it was a big event because everyone was kind of pushing it and 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 basically going to be there. All the ambassadors. There's well, there's there was only ten ambassadors for CIM, so you know they were all supposed to be there. So everyone's pushing this event, um, and yeah, just all these runners just taking over the streets, like running, we're running down the entire street, just taking over it's the almost streets. almost like a little mini marathon at that point. It was, it, I mean, it, it, it felt like an official 5k, you know, for the, for the most part, because, you know, you're just in these huge groups and we're stopping for lights, but when we had mostly greens and then just, if it was, you know, if there's no traffic at that time in the morning, we would, we'd all just start again. But that, that became a problem because, it's hard to stop that mob from not crossing that red. And then you have cars just kind of waiting, getting swarmed by people. Yeah. You got to wonder at what point does the city, especially if it's a, an event pushed, um, shakeout like that. What what point Mm -hmm. to the city be like, Hey, you know what? There's too many people. There are races that are smaller than this. Where's your medical services? You got to start closing streets. You got to, I mean, at what point is it not a 5k? Yeah, I think it's it's like super interesting because there's what le- just less than ten thousand people that race. Tony, do you know the it number? It's just over. The so they they just released the numbers. Just 10, over. Yeah, ten thousand one twenty five. Oh, okay, and then most of those other majors, at least like New York, Boston, Chicago, that's like twenty thousand, thirty thousand. Those are all thirty. Like Boston was like thirty six, I think, this year. New York's even bigger, yeah. right? I think New York's the largest, right? But they're over forty and. It's, so I think like right there, you're starting to, depending on how many people you have, then the shakeout runs, it's like, well, you need 40 shakeout runs because you can't have 10,000 people at a shakeout run and just, just run through the streets. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a bit insane. Yeah, 400 people is a lot. I mean, even that. Even, yeah. You know, yeah. 
sometimes the snail space group is 25 people and you know we're blocking the lights like right? it, it can be a lot of people That's yeah crazy. well so here's here's yeah. the thing so if i don't know if you guys saw like any of the new york marathon footage but they had like a believe in the run uh collab collab shakeout and they said they had over a thousand people for that shakeout run and kafuzi was there a lot of the main influencers were there and so as we're getting started and I asked him, I was like, but what was bigger, like New York or, or this run? And he said, honestly, this feels bigger than New York, but I, I can't imagine Like, I can't imagine that being over a thousand people. It was a lot of people, but again, I, it's hard. It's, it's hard to guesstimate numbers. Once it's that many people, you just are like, uh, it, this feels like. You know, what time but, in the morning were you doing it? It was an 830, 830 start. So it's not even early per se. No, 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 not, it wasn't that early by any means. So that was on Saturday. Yeah. And it was straight down. It's straight in the middle of downtown, right next to the, we started at the convention center and did like a little loop. So it's, it's, I don't think there was much traffic down there besides what was, what needed to be down there because, you know, most things are still closed downtown, but yeah, it was interesting because they have like you know the um, like the 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 trams that are down there, and so at one point one of the trams was actually coming as we're running down the middle of the street, and uh, actually David the ambassador had to get out and like he stopped at one of the corners and was like trying to like push everybody off to one side, and the, you know the tram is coming down, she's honking her horn or whatever. So I was like, man, like just it's crazy. Last time I was up there, I felt like it was. The whole place was under construction. Does it still feel that way? Not under construction. It, it did feel uh, like an REI tent sale. Well, I was um, going to ask. That was my next question. Was first I was starting with, <laughs> did it feel like everything was under construction? And then next was, how bad was the was the homeless uh, situation? You know it. It wasn't bad in in certain spots, I guess more by downtown, it wasn't that bad where we, where we mostly were by the expo, by the convention center. Once you went up a few blocks, like a, f a few blocks West, um, of, of that area, maybe like, I don't know, about a mile. There's like this park that was just kind of filled. It almost think of like a smaller version of like mile square park. Um, that was kind of filled just and then certain streets city. almost almost felt like the yeah, dedicated tent areas where like the police just kind of washed their hands of it and we're like okay fine you guys can stay here um and yeah the sacramento river do you run along the sacramento river at all during i, during the I don't know i couldn't okay. tell you where we ran okay yeah because when i, I was up i there, don't think they actually get, along get on that, that side no. of the Okay, yeah, because when I was there, no. um, we camped right by the Sacramento River, and I, I could see the trail, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get down to the river and, and get in the water, and and uh, you go down to the water, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, there are a lot of people living right here. And then I thought I would run along the river trail, kind of like we do here, and mm -hmm. I I went around the corner, and I was like, uh, I don't think so. Just a little yeah. too dark. That, so that was one of the things was – and, you know, Nadia still wants to get her runs in. She she didn't um, end up racing the event, but she wanted to get her runs in. And so 
Friday night when we get to our hotel, we're staying like north of of the uh, of downtown, and we really don't know where we're at. But it did seem like at a certain point we went over a bridge, you ended up on the other side, and whatever was on the other side of this bridge felt like a completely different city. <laughs> and and she wants to go run, and I'm just like, okay, well, turn your tracker on your phone, you know. And she she took her you know she, she took her ring off and just kind of went out and you know so i'm following and i'm on google maps trying to see what she's passing because you know obviously i knew where she was going but she's i'm just gonna stay on the street run out and come back i said okay and uh you know i'm looking oh, at the weather right? no, no oh you didn't like getting a little electric scooter or something and follow you know, her there, there's nothing around there yeah <laughs> so like tony's like i got a race uh you want to <laughs> run i love you but Fuck it. You're on your own. There are treadmills in the hotel gym. <laughs> no, there's no hotel gym. Oh, that was not man. an option. So oh, yeah. yeah, like I'm looking at Google maps. I'm like, okay, she's running by a police station. And then she's running by a bus That's station. The worst I'm like, area. Okay. Yeah, I was like, those are never good. You know? And then like, it looks like she's running by an industrial area. And then, you know, like down to like, some other new home development. And I was like, Oh my God, like just turn around already, turn around, turn around. She finally, she turns she around. She could probably outrun back. most of them if, if she had to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, what was her pace? Like six thirty. <laughs> it's, it's funny too. Cause like on the life three, six, you can done. see the little miles per hour thing. And then like, whenever she gets like a certain sketch section, it looked like she would pick it up. Cause it'd go like from six to eight miles an hour. Like, boom. <laughs> and I was like, okay, is she being chased or is that just her pick up the pace a little bit? But, um, yeah, no, so she came back and she's like, I haven't received that many cat calls in that short of a run before. Like, I can't remember ever. Wow. So, yeah, so it was definitely an interesting area. And Michael actually was staying on at a hotel on the other side of the freeway, really, you know, close to where we were. And on his side, he was actually right off the, the um, Sacramento River Trail, whatever that was there. And I was looking at that for her the next day and she's like oh that looks kind of pretty whatever and i was like at least if you're on the street it's well lit there's cars there's lots of eyes we don't know what's over there on that river trail we don't know when it goes from bad no, to, that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah the, and the, it it's was pretty really quick strange. yeah and so it's like i prefer you not go that way so the next night she basically did like the same run she had done the night before on saturday and so that and she did it earlier too so it wasn't as dark um but yeah, so it, it, interesting. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of. It didn't feel like as bad as like L.A. by any means, but it's it's not great. Yeah, well, it's funny. I don't know if you caught up on Daniel Beckerkart's videos, but they they talk about he mentions they almost got mugged. Did you hear that in the video? I, I did not. I have. I haven't. Well, again, I didn't watch anything this weekend. I know he put up. I think like two new videos that I haven't. Yeah, watched. Yeah. So in there, they arrive in. I didn't get to finish it because it just happened. I'm trying to think of where he was over there racing. Um, is he in New Zealand or is he in Australia? I think he's in Australia. Perth, Australia. Perth, yeah. And he talked about Russelton. Yeah. They, they almost got mugged. Uh, but uh, you can't tell if he's joking or not. But it seemed like something happened, but they didn't go into any details as to what happened. Mm -hmm. I, was, I wanted to hear the story. <laughs> <laughs> he's really entertaining. So I, I got to catch up on that one. He's the king. Uh, he is now the king of, of triathlon YouTube, in my opinion. He's just, he's funny. 
Yeah, I didn't think it was fair the way he was like, you know, Pro Tri News did that whole series of comparing, you know, who has the best um Yeah, well like YouTube channel. Did did they have votes? Okay. Yeah. So if people yeah. voted oh, you're saying did Daniel no, have no, votes? No, they they or did, did it people? as a poll or something where people voted. Okay. Yes. Well in that case you can't Fans you, you gotta give it to whoever you give it to. But I mean, I think people don't know him yet. Right. Yeah. I think. Well it was it was I, like I see a bracket. Oh, they, they did uh, it as brackets, and so like who mm. who you, they you know line it up with, and whatever side you're on, that kind of determines yeah, how kinda, far. It's kind of hard to put them against Eric and Paula, right? If you're going to put two people together, it should be Eric and Paula and Lionel, right? Those two. Well, they ended up in the finals, yeah. so that's I think that's kind of what they were planning, which is fair. But it's like, yeah, if like Daniel has Lionel in the first matchup, you're like, fuck, yeah. okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, but he he's funny. Whenever I watch him, I'm like, ah, man, maybe I should be a little. I, I was actually thinking about it doing. It's like, God, I should do a raw series where I try and be pretty PC. I try to, you know, I know I got a lot of children viewers. I'm like, maybe I just need to do a raw series where I'm, I'm just like letting the letting <laughs> the temper and the attitude fly a little more. <laughs> It will be raw. Yeah, if you do, Tony and I. Yeah, Tony and I get credit for that. If you do, <laughs> I'm telling you the whole time, be a little bit more raw. <laughs> I got children viewers. Oh my gosh! Whatever, they're not paying the bills. <laughs> they're not Patreon su- subscribers. Their parents yeah, are exactly. Uh, all yeah, right, back yeah, to you, so, Tony. Uh, yeah, ba- so back to the yeah the, the shakeout. Um, so that's where everybody really came out for it. There was also a, a tracksmith shakeout, I think, but they were. I looked at it, and they actually looked like they were just like in some neighborhood in like a big backyard for their. Uh, well, not tracksmith, a uh, bandit. Oh, bandit! Bandit had, had had like a little pop up, and then they did like a small shakeout. Tracksmith had had a small shakeout as well. But again, everybody was kind of like at the main VPN, you know, uh, shakeout run. Uh, so Eric Floberg was there, Ben Johnson, Kafuzi, and we actually linked up with Kafuzi right at the start, and so we were chatting with him. So he, you know, we ran together basically the entire time for the uh, the shakeout. So uh, he wasn't; he's not running, but he was just there to you know, be asked to capture content. He had come straight from TRE, which Nadia was just at, so they had linked up over there or, or had some conversations, and so um, they, you know, kind of catching up or chatting behind me as as you know we were kind of doing the shakeout. Um, yeah, the TRE thing looks cool. I haven't watched any videos from it yet, but seems like a cool event. It, it, yeah, I, it looks really interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know what benefit like I would get out of like going to an event like that, but I'd like just to go just to look at all the shoe tech and see the yeah, exactly. stuff. Uh, I think that'd be that'd be fun. But you know, I'm a, kind of a sh- shoe geek, and so I don't know. Maybe not for most, but I th- I think I'd enjoy it. Um, yeah, and so then from there. Uh, we kind of hung around downtown because again we weren't we weren't staying there or or near there, so we we hung around, and uh, and I knew Michael was flying in, so Michael came in, and then we met Michael at the at the expo, and you know went through that whole thing, uh, chatted up. We, we had VIP, which was cool. Um, Nadia had VIP for her myself, so you know had uh, we. With that, I think the main perks of it are you have bag check at the start. 
Um, whereas if you don't have VIP, you need to drop your bags before you get shuttled up. So you, you drop your, you lose your bags very early, right? The buses load at four thirty, And so if you, you know, and also like anything you want to keep or have at the end, you lose right there before you get on the buses versus VIP. It's, it's bag check right at the start. And then they, they bus all of our stuff down to the finish, which that was, I thought a, a, a huge perk to have. Um, and, and, um, and also, Oh, they, they did give us a, uh, an option of you get two of three things when you, when you check in. So gloves, a beanie and a water bottle. And I, Nadia and I both chose the beanie and the, and the gloves cause you, we have too many damn water bottles, but, um, I thought those, those are cool. So like if you didn't have stuff to dump, you could dump those, even though like they are higher quality stuff, it, you know, they were nice. So, I mean, I, I kept my things. I already had a bunch of dump gear. Uh, and then also with VIP, you get, um, dinner the night before at, at the Hyatt, uh, like a buffet style. And then you got, uh, like a spread buffet after, after the race as well, which was, I thought was cool. Um, yeah, that looked pretty cool. It didn't even look uh, very crowded in there, but I mean, I'm sure you were done before most people. So, well, that was also like in in that building that they took us to. I'll talk more about it later. But there was actually like like three different rooms where they were kind of filtering people through. So, like, it didn't end up like one big stinky area of people. Mm -hmm. I think they had to spread out, and so that was cool. I don't even know what what building that was you know, like what it was in its day-to-day -day life. I don't know if that was like a, like an old hotel or what it was. It was an interesting little building, but, um, yeah, it, it wasn't crowded at all. It didn't feel crowded and it was very comfortable. So I will say the, the fun part of race weekends like that is watching Nadia's stories to see Tony's current like demeanor reaction. Is he in like get the camera out of my face mode is he in this is very uncomfortable mode is he is he does he actually smile i think i saw a picture of you smiling maybe it was because you were with kofuzi and not just nadia i mean there was a big old smile on her face so i hope she doesn't <laughs> I hope she doesn't tell. realize that wait the only picture he freaking smiled in is the one that kofuzi was in maybe you should marry kofuzi <laughs> it's so funny because you could kind of tell like it's fun. Like you said, it's fun to follow Nadia's stories. And then you also are looking at Tony's tracker. So you can tell like it matches up with how his race is going generally. If it's going well, he's smiling. If he's like having a bad day, he it's like, this is this timeline is perfect. I'm getting like live views of Tony's paces right now or Tony's Tony's like, you know, where he's at in the race. It's pretty funny. Well, again, like if you look back at the Chicago footage, I was, I felt like I was cruising. I was happy the entire time. I could, yeah. you know, easily engage yeah. and no problems. Um, and for this race, I wasn't even expecting to see her. She was like, oh, I'll try and see you maybe at the halfway point, but I'll just, I, you know, plan on me just for the finish. So mentally I wasn't expecting to see her at all except for the finish. So, but yeah, no, like a lot of times I'm either like looking at something else or engaged in something. I think like for example, early on our flight, you know, I'm looking at like IG dog videos and something was making me laugh and I'm trying to show her and I turn to her and then she's like already got the camera in my face. Like, I'm just like, oh, this isn't for public consumption. This is us. And you know, like stop. 
So that's that thing. That's what a lot of times it's like. A lot of times, she, you know, she just catches me off guard, or she just starts talking, and and that's when I'm like, oh, okay, you're recording, and I just, you know, it, it's it's there. You know, I'm, I think I'm getting more used to it, but it, yeah, even without even without that, for most race weekends, I'm pretty much either. Well, Kirsty, we spent Finland together. I'm pretty much, you know, yeah. locked in for the most part. I'm not very, you know, happy, giddy, smiley, you know, laughy. Um, that's just not, not me. Um, so, yeah. There's a heavy cat, and there's yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I think mean, so. So linking up with with Michael kind of lightens everything because he's just a goofball with his oh know, my god very very dry jokes all the time, which he thinks he's hilarious, and uh, I just shake my head most of the time. So he know, he definitely needs to be a father because he's mastered the dad. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> he does got the dad jokes on point. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we met up with him, and then. Um, Kafuzi was doing, he was going to lead a shakeout run and he had done a collab with Rabbit and that was going to be at noon. Um, and so we went and basically just grabbed, grabbed lunch real quick. And then from there walked over to uh, the shakeout, which had already ended. So they did their, their shakeout, but people were still there. So we kind of linked up and a uh, serious runner was there. So I point that, you know, I point Steven out to Nadia and I was like, Hey, that's, you know, serious runner. And so, uh, so you should get a picture. So we got a, got her a picture with serious runner and then turn around and Ben Johnson of course is there, but he, now he's more dressed in his normal clothes. So it's, it's harder to, to pick him out where he's just, you know, not, not in his typical running uniform that I would, you know, pick him out from. So then we started chatting with him and, uh, and did you mistake him for John Yance? Dude, not a chance. You think they do you think they look similar? In street clothes? Like if you if you didn't know like kind of their style and stuff, I think they could pass for one another. Ah <sighs> I mean, I I guess I'm so close to John that I don't maybe I don't see it. Right. You know, but I <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause also Ben Johnson, he's a little he's a smaller guy, right? I think he's more like five, eight ish, right? Where John's taller than me. John's got, Oh, is he that short? John's got to be like six, one, maybe John's going to get pissed on me. I'm six, two, I'm six, one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Six, one and a quarter, bro. Yeah. Um, So yeah, to me, I don't, I don't see it, but, uh, but yeah, so just chatting that for a while, then, you know, everybody's kind of like leaving and then, um, uh, you know, talk to Kafuzi a bit more. Uh, and then we just kind of went our went on our way, and uh, yeah. And then basically that was getting ready for for the race. We knew we had an early start. Um, Michael didn't have VIP, so the, the plan was just to meet him, try and sync up with him, meet him in the corral. So morning of um, woke up at two thirty, um, went through my usual breakfast, you know, English muffin, peanut butter. I didn't have any bananas. I couldn't find bananas. So I, that was annoying. Also, this is <laughs> people think I'm crazy or may think I'm crazy. Nadia thinks I'm crazy for this one. But um, I'm so tired of having to struggle to find a toaster to toast my damn English muffins. I just ordered a single slot toaster that I'm going to travel with from now on. 
for my English muffins. Dude, I have a toaster that that's in my. Uh, I bought like the cheap ass Amazon toaster. And yes, when I that's travel, what I just bought. I mean, not when I fly, right? I, but uh, maybe yours is smaller. I was like, I need a battery operated toaster, <laughs> a USB chargeable <laughs> toaster that's the size of a piece of toast. But I ended up just buying a cheap one that I take in my containers when I drive. But I've actually gotten to the point where I'm so lazy. I, I know I switched to bread and I no longer toast. So, oh, yeah, no, I, I'm tired because, you know, most hotel rooms have a microwave, but not many, if at all, have a toaster. And so a lot of times I'm going down to the lobby because I know like, well, they have a break room. They have an employee break room. I know you guys probably have a toaster in there. And so I'm like asking them or whatever, but, it, you know, it hasn't worked out every time. And so I'm like, I'm going to order a toaster. So I did order a single slot toaster. It's 15 bucks from Amazon. I will have it for my next trip. I'm going to fly with a damn thing. I will nice. you know, adjust my luggage accordingly for it, uh, but it's going to happen. Uh, so yeah, so I, I had, had my breakfast. Um, I think I, I left the hotel at 3.30 in the morning and Michael was already on an Uber. He had already messaged me slightly before that. So he was already on his way down too. Um, my bus is loaded at like promptly at 4.30 for VIP. They told us to be there at 4.30. Um, and then we just sat on the bus for like 35 minutes because they weren't, they weren't moving. So the buses didn't leave till, yeah, like right, right after five. And then again, that was like a 40, 40 minute drive to the start. Um, and then they had us held up in a, uh, like a CrossFit gym. And so the seats all around, you know, all the, all the snacks and goodies and water and whatever you'd want beforehand. Um, and like your own set of porta potties, which even cool. for Did the regular, that for all the ambassadors, is that, is that what, how she had that? I don't believe so. I think that's extra that you just have to pay for. Okay. So she signed up for the, for that, even though yeah. she wasn't racing. Okay. Yeah. Cause originally we didn't figure she wasn't racing until like two weeks out. Oh yeah, yeah the, right. the plan was always for her to race. Um, okay, and so yeah, so they had we had our own set of porta potties, probably like thirty porta potties there um, for just for us, and then even the line of porta potty. I've never seen that many at any event ever. And again, I think I think they actually listed. I think they said they had six hundred fifty porta potties uh, there. So the longest line I've ever seen. So I, I don't think anybody had, had any issues with that, but that was really helpful. Um, and then of course having the, the, uh, the drop bag right there, right before I walked out. So I walked out about a, you know, 20 minutes till to start heading towards the corral. And cause Michael, I had, had talked about meeting up, you know, a quarter till at a certain spot in the corrals. Um, and as we're walking, then I hear it's the starts delayed by 10 minutes, I guess, you know, some buses had gotten lost and they wanted to make sure everybody had gotten to the start line on time or whatever. So, um, so mentally that was, that was good that they at least told us early. I hate when they wait and you already end up taking like your pre-raised nutrition at a certain time and then you are, you know, whatever you're, you're intaking, you know, based on, on a timing schedule. So that like eased my mind a little bit, had a little extra time and then, um, yeah, just walked up and within two minutes I turned around and Michael was right there. And so I had no problem syncing up and, uh, he started early with his dad jokes. So <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was fun. Um, 
and the the race the crowds are, are pretty pretty crowded um and it's interesting how they they don't split the crowds like most races are you know horizontal lines like or parallel to the start line where they kind of section you off whereas cim is almost like left and right type corrals so the 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 faster runners are going to be like on the the left side of the start line and they funnel you that way and then it kind of curls through and then everybody else kind of follows from the right side. So I thought that was, that was one thing that was interesting. Um, race overall. It, uh, again, builds itself as a, as a fast course. Most of the Hills are supposed to be on the first half. Uh, most of the, the, any climbs of any significance are going to be in the first half. And, uh, and also I guess one thing to note, I typically don't run marathons with, uh, handheld and I decided to use one for this race because I figured there's going to be a lot more people around my pacing at this event because it is, you know, the faster, uh, faster runners here. And I noticed that th- the aid stations were like every other mile through the first 18 miles. And I didn't want to, you know, go that long without the potential for having any type of water. Um, yeah, it was interesting so, to see that you like some there were people that I was yeah. interested in. There was you, Tony, and then Eric was there, Eric Floberg, and then mm-hmm. Nick, Nick Bear. You guys were all somewhat in that same kind of five minute window time frame. So you guys were kind of all running around each other. It, yeah, when when we were first staying there, um, I actually saw Eric walk in and he like held himself back. And Michael and I were already about I don't know, 15, like 15 rows back, if you would, from the, the front of our corral. And our corral was anything sub 250. Uh, and so I walked back to Eric because I knew what he wanted, what he was talking about running. And I was like, hey, bro, like, you, you got to move up. And he looked, he's like, you think so? And I was like, I was like, yeah. And he had his, he had his buddy Clark with him. And, uh, and so, you know, Eric just tells Clark, he's like, hey, Tony thinks we should move up. Like, and I'm like, yeah, you guys are way too far back. So, um, we all kind of scooted up a little further. I at least brought them up closer. And then they, they started, they wanted to start on the left side. I, I, I was with Michael on the right side because it starts off and then it cut, curls right. So that was kind of in my head of, I'm sorry, on the right side. Um, I didn't see Nick at the start at all, but I did see him when we, I don't know, maybe by, by mile two-ish, I did see him because he's, he's massive and he just looks at a place. So he's easy to spot. But uh, I think we were all we were all in that same vicinity. So yeah. Um, so yeah, decided to run with a handheld, um, and that ended up working out for me pretty well because again, most of those aid stations were pretty pretty congested, especially early on. And um, we we went out at a I thought fairly conservative pace. You know, the, the first mile is pretty fast. It's downhill. Um, that was a little quick, but then you you quickly turn and, and head uphill. And so that second mile was slow, but again, expected. And the the one thing I didn't care for on this course was because, again, I'm not used to having this many people of similar ability like around. And so I like to utilize the course and and really open up my stride on the descents and then back off 
on the climbs. And so I'm able to manage my heart rate better that way. And, uh, and with it being so congested, I was really at the mercy of how fast the other runners would run the descents. And so I was kind of like choking myself up on the descents and then getting dropped further on any climbs. Um, and, and so certain sections, I just like would pull all the way to the, to one side just to get some free run. Um, and that would, that seemed to work out a little better for me, but, uh, but also Michael and I running together, he's a shorter guy, shorter strides. And so I'd pull away a little on the descent and then he would outclimb me. So we were kind of doing this little yo-yo action and, uh, but staying well within each other, um, ability for like the, the, the first, you know, the first half, um, the plan was to, you know, again, try and go sub two forty five. And we had talked about that and made it very clear what we wanted to do. And, um, I knew that was going to be a stretch goal. Really hadn't put in a lot of marathon specific training, um, for this, but just figured to go for it. What the hell? So the first half we went through in one twenty two. 22. So, uh, you know, had a little eight second buffer if we were going to even split it and the second half supposed to be the easier half and, and more downhill. And so I thought, okay, like we'll, we'll be all right. This is fine. Um, Nadia surprises, I think around mile seven, maybe six, six, seven, where she popped out. And I was like, I mean, you can see in the video, I'm like, kind of like shocked, like surprised at first. And then, you know, she's asking for Michael and I'm like, I actually turn back. I'm like, Oh, he's right there. You know? And, uh, so that was cool to see her early. Um, it's a nice little mental boost and, and, um, and yeah, got further in, I think right on the halfway, Michael was a second ahead of me. If you look at the tracker. Um, and it was kind of weird. Cause I thought by that point, like we, it would thin out a bit and, and it almost seemed like at the half halfway point, it almost got more congested within, within the group itself. Like everybody wanted to run closer together. Uh, and then like two people kind of slotted in front of me. And so I, I lost Michael's feet at that point. Um, but he was wearing the, like a, that bright red, orange singlet. And so I was just trying to keep visual contact. And, uh, and then I, I don't know if like the mob started going or he just started feeling good, but he started to pull away from me. And, um, I, at that point, I'm looking at my watch and I'm still running, you know, the six seventeen, six sixteen splits that we had talked about running. So I felt like I was still staying within myself. And so if he's pulling away, then, you know, go do your thing. Like you're feeling better than I am on the day. And, you know, he's in better fitness than I am. So I just figured, you know, let it go. Um, I got, I, d- I did get kind of annoyed cause I'm thinking like these assholes are taking my pacer. Like Mike, Michael's running off with these guys and, and I need some help here. Uh, and so right around mile 14, I ended up in no man's land. That group had pulled away by about 15, 15, 20 seconds. Um, the next group behind me was probably another 12, 15 seconds back. And so now I'm just eating wind and trying to maintain pace. And I did that for about five miles. I was not happy. I was, that started, I started getting grumpy and I think, you know, I saw Nadia at one of those points that you kind of see in the video where I'm not really acknowledging anymore. Um, I, I did like, you know, blow her a kiss or whatever at one point, but I, yeah, I was, was not feeling good. Um, and then 
I was trying to get back up to that group to make a, make a move. Cause I'm just thinking like, there's no point in me working this hard on my own. If I can try and bridge this up, you know, and I'm thinking like, do I need to run a sub six mile just to make, you know, that would still take me a mile to close the gap at this point, you know, when you're doing the math it, and I'm just like, nah, no, that, is, that doesn't make sense. Like a, a, that's, you know, that's not the smart thing to do. Um, so I just, I just thought I'll try to settle in and see how I felt and, um, and maintain it. So, you know, th that second half really got to me mentally because I was expecting more of a dis descent and it seemed like there were so many rollers and by rollers, like it just, it just constantly throws another little incline at you and it falls flat. And what you think is going to be flat ends up being false flat. And what you think is going to be a longer descent isn't that long of a descent before you have to climb again. And, uh, it was almost getting annoying and, you know, everybody's saying like, Oh, you know, it's, it's almost like the, the you're almost there. I, I, God, I hate that. I hate spectators in there. You're almost there. Um, but you know, the, they're telling me like, Oh, this is, this is the last climb. This is the last hill. And then I get to it. I make a turn and there's another one. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Like that was not, you know, they're right? doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I was just, it, it became a thing where I was getting frustrated. And, um, and so then I, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, like this, this is becoming hard. It's, and I start looking at my pacing and I'm falling off and I can see that group getting farther away. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to settle into six thirties. You know, I tell myself like you ran six thirties all through Chicago. You can hold this. No problem. Just stay at six thirty. And that lasted about three miles by the fourth mile. I, I got, uh, I was up to a six thirty four, I think. And so then at that point, like I, I would miss my goal of staying at six thirty. And so I'm like, okay, well these last miles, yeah, I'm trying to do the math and I'm like, okay, I can still go sub two fifty if I just hold under you know, under seven, don't, don't like, don't nothing over seven. Isn't that and, funny how the negotiations start to happen? Yeah. It's like, and you, and you all, <laughs> and you become way through, <laughs> you become a mathematician, right? Like you're like, okay, carry the one, no, no, no. Right. Like, and I, I love that. So I'm, I'm always doing, doing the calculations in my head. But I'm always trying to fight it as well, right? Because uh, we'll talk about my stuff later, but you're like, okay, my whole goal is five hours, right? I'm going to break five hours this time. And then I was well below that, but all of a sudden you're just like, well, as long as I just maintain this, I can't go over. It's like, no, no, no. Like the mind will want to go just enough or start to slow yourself down. Um, you know, you're well, it's like sometimes there just is no no, no negotiating. Your body's just going to do what it's going to yeah. do, and in your head, you're like, "This is me justifying it." You know, <laughs> that's when I that's when I change the screen on my watch, and it's it's uh, I'm just not going to look. <laughs> yeah. Oh, smart. <laughs> yeah, for me, I was looking at, at heart rate a lot. I wasn't really looking at pacing. Um, you know, obviously, I had auto lap on, so whenever the mile marker would tick, I would I'd glance down and and see him. Like, okay, like that that felt about right. Um, but that's that's really all I was looking at was was heart rate, um, and uh, real quick, did was GPS like pretty accurate with the mile markers so you could kind of split it? Yeah, fairly. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I think I might have okay. been, you know, like 10, 10 feet, fifteen feet off for for most of those you know mile markers. Oh, nice. So like, yeah, I wasn't okay. too concerned with that. Um, and so within that group we were with, there was uh, another guy who kind of had like a a bright red orange singlet on 
Um, and so that at one point, you know, I'm seeing those guys and I, then I see a, a, that orange singlet on the side of the road and I'm like, holy shit, like did Michael, did Michael stop? And as I get closer, I realized like, no, it's just the Asian dude, the Asian dude that, that had the same type of singlet on that I had noticed. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like Michael's still up there. I looked ahead and, and I could still kind of see him bouncing around up there. Um, oh, crazy thing, which I've never seen. And Michael actually called him out for it. There was a dude, we were running and it was, um, God, it had to be right around, maybe right around like 11, 12 or whatever. He straight was running pulled his dick out and just starts pissing into the wind and at pace no way at pace we're i mean i look That's i looked impressive. down at this I, we were six tens at this point and uh and michael nudges me and he's like look at this dude and i'm like yeah no i i, I see it you know like I'm, I'm seeing this thing happen and uh Michael. So, so I need more details. Yeah. <laughs> is he running straight forward? So it, the stream is going like between his legs. Is he going off to the side? I mean, how is he doing this? See, he's in, he's in split shorts with a singlet. Um, and he had basically like, so he was in front of me, uh, like two feet to my, like two feet in front of me and then like to my left by maybe like five feet. So he's, he's off, off of me a little bit. Michael's on my left, directly on my hip. Um, and so he, he's running straight. He's not like turned sideways or anything like that, but it almost looks like he's got, he's got his, his dick pointed off to the side. Cause you can see the stream going off to the side. Um, and did he, he didn't like even move over all the way to the left of the course to, to be away from people. It was just well, like, so there, there was no nobody, to, nobody to his left um, okay, okay. That, that we could see. Um, but yeah, no warning. And Michael kind of runs up on him after this and goes, Hey man, how long did it take you to learn that? Right. <laughs> and, and the guy almost didn't want to acknowledge it. He didn't like when Michael asked him, he didn't want to acknowledge that it happened. Almost like he was kind of embarrassed that somebody noticed that he was pissing off. And it's like, how are we not going to, going to notice this? Wow. You know, um, that was one of the most impressive things I've for seen. me to piss on the bike. Right. I can't piss while pedaling. I literally need a downhill. So La Quinta sucks because there's no downhills. So I, I can't imagine doing it while running at that at full stride, full pace like that. That's a skill. That's an absolute it's, skill. It's crazy. And and Michael's like, really, this guy's not gonna like just pull off and, you know, lose twenty seconds for, you know, to save possible gel time and be classified as a sex offender and you know, like if somebody catches this guy. But also like do you have to pull it out? Just pee your pants at least. Well again, I don't think he wanted it running down his legs and stuff like that yeah, or on his shoes. Just let it spray to everybody else's <laughs> shoes. Well and again, and he didn't he didn't make no acknowledgement that of what was about to about to come by any means uh but i i thought that was crazy um wow yeah were you in a crowded area like with fans no and this stuff? was this was a, a, a yeah okay. a, a quiet section so he was and probably it, trying to time it at least I, yeah and it was a little bit of a descent too what a guy uh, yeah uh a little bit of a, of a descent too so like i guess it made it easier to stride open you know to open his stride uh, and not have to put so much effort but still i was like that's 
That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, and there was one other, I was getting annoyed in the group too. There was, there was one guy and probably like he, he was, it was like one of the, like the Boulder track club where there was like three of them in our, in our group. And, uh, Indian guy had a, a really high arm carriage with his elbows out and just heavy breathing from like mile four, like, ha, ha, like one of those like loud guys, you know? And I'm just like, Oh, I hate the loud guys. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's got to shut the fuck up. Like it was annoying to me for one. And then for two, it's almost making me feel like I am working too hard because this guy's breathing so hard. So it's making, you know, like it, it fucks with you mentally. And I was getting annoyed. You're just not in your own rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to get in your own rhythm. You're like this. God yeah. damn it. And, and so finally I just like, I did one of those like neck snap glares at him. Like the next time, like I started hearing him again and he kind of like, you know, did a little, Oh, and, and quieted down a bit. But I was like, dude, either you're working way too hard for what you're doing or you need to learn some breath control. This is crazy. This isn't sustainable. We're at mile four. Um, but sure enough, he, he was doing it the entire time. So like, I, I was like, I either need to let this guy just get a little far away, like out of, out of reach, or I need to try and drop this guy. So he's, I, I don't hear him. And he was staying within the group and he had two of his teammates with him. So like, there's no way I'm going to drop him. And, and so it just became very annoying for me. Uh, and I noticed that that doesn't like, it, cause I was just going to ask if, if you would choose to carry on, like push up so you can get away from him or pull back or were you just like, I just, I want to be with the group that badly that I'm going to just gut it out. Yeah. I, in, in other situations, I've always tried to just pull away from, from that type of mm -hmm. person. Typically if they're breathing that hard, they're working too hard anyway. And so you are going to drop them. And so if I can just push up a little bit, right. they're not going to be able to go with yeah, that. It's not like you have to pull away and continue to run that pace, right? You just need to put in a 10 second or 20 second surge just to create that gap. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't want to leave the group, uh, you know, the, the safety of the group. Um, and, and Michael was there too. And, and, uh, yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't pleasant. Um, and also there was it's a like lot of certain runners, their shoes, right? Well, that's one thing I don't like about the Nikes. The Nikes are loud. Uh, yeah. Right? I feel like they slap and it's the same type of thing. It's not as annoying as breathing, but when somebody's slapping extra hard, it jacks with my cadence because I naturally want to match the cadence and it's this struggle of being off beat and it, yeah, that, that crap drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, if if I ever get like an annoying runner, uh, a lot of times people will choose to draft behind me because I am a larger body. Chris, I'm sure you have the same problem. And so what I'll do is if I kind of have someone in like slapping feet or heavy breathing or something weird that's kind of messing with me, I'll do that, you know, pull all the way to the right or pull all the way to the left so that they at least can't draft off me. And then eventually they'll either fall off or just pass you, right? So that's what I do. Cause I, I'm very mental that way. I'm like, I, I just need to be in my own head. I can't get it to anybody else's cadence. If they're breathing hard, I think I'm breathing hard. I'm very odd that way. So I'll just pull one way or the other and then try to just either blow them out of the water or just fall back like one of the two. And if they stick on me, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, the other thing I, I, I really hate, and I used to run this more before, um, but you know, it's not so much at the paces I'm, I'm going now, thankfully, but people with like the audible, 
um, like announcements every, you know, like it's like every minute or something. You are running. Watch. Yeah, oh you are God. running 734 pace. You have been running for 27 minutes, 32. And you're just like, fucking, what? Like, well, how much stuff is that going to tell you? They're going to start going through the weather too? It is 43 degrees. Eh. Ah. Yeah, no, it's not, not. <laughs> those things annoy me. So if you do that, people around you hate you. Turn that shit you know. off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wear earbuds. Make that shit go into your ears. Nobody else wants to hear yeah. that stuff. Well, that's like, we're totally sidetracking, but going on these, which I might've mentioned before, I used to do trans Rockies and trail running, all that crap. You've probably seen it, Tony. And some motherfucker is wearing a speaker on their goddamn vest and they're playing music. It's like, I am not out here in the woods to listen to your freaking yeah. stupid eighties playlist. Turn that crap off. I, that is such I a want no, silence. no, that is such I'm a no, woods no. Cause I want yeah. silence. I don't want your damn music. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that if if you ever get it, like I get it sometimes on the boardwalk because there's a bunch of different runners, but they'll like maybe they'll have their phone on an armband or something, and it's like text message from, and it starts reading the text message. You're like, dude, <laughs> like how are, uh, this? How is this enjoyable? <laughs> you know? yeah. we, don't need, we don't need to hear what you're hearing. I do not care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That, um, what was I? I don't remember where I am now. But either way, so yeah, that was, that was a few annoying things. And also, there seemed to be a lot of stinky runners um, at, at this race. I don't know if it was because we were boxed in tight or or what it was. Or again, like the group was larger than I'm accustomed to running with. Um, or if people just didn't shower that morning. I didn't know what it was, but there was a lot of bo going on uh, early on in that race. And that that was not pleasant either. It might have just been the natural Sacramento odor. You know, I, I I don't think so because we I I got plenty of that smell <laughs> earlier, and I I I was very familiar with it. Let me tell you, um, just a bunch of hippies out there running. Don't believe in oh, deodorant. Man, I don't know. I was I was driving me crazy. That is a PSA though. I I always apply deodorant like you know the morning of a race like quite a bit so that I at least smell nice or don't smell bad. Yeah. Right. Like I I can't Dude, stand that's that. Always the like, worst. It's the worst. When I used to travel internationally a bunch and going to the gym oh oh my god france places like that and it's they just no deodorant yeah, yeah. i mean if we're, if we're nasty calling, in the gym if we're calling people out like i i will say uh <laughs> indians holy shit i could just you know you could you could smell the curry coming through the sweat man i mean that was I thought you were going to say a specific person, not an entire race of people. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not calling one person. I'm calling them all out. Oh, my God. Number 12,472. <laughs> you smell like crap, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. That was bad. Yeah. So even, so again, that loud breathing, like high arm swinging runner dude was Indian and see so stunk too. So if you're, yeah. Yeah, that, that listen was, to this. Yeah. If, that, if this finds you, <laughs> learn how to breathe and take a shower. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so at this point, I think what I'm, I'm bleeding time. I'm trying to maintain sevens. Um, and I, I noticed Michael's coming back to me and I'm thinking like, Oh, like maybe he's coming back to help pull me back up. Cause that would have been the nice thing to do as a pacer when he first saw me drop off. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> he was in his own world. He was doing his thing. Was that his, was that his official role was to pace you to a PR? No, not, not at all. We, we had, right. I we just had, wanted to double check. I wanted to double check because that would have been amazing if he's just like, you're not going to hit this PR. So I'm out of here. No, well, <laughs> I was, no, no, no. I was on pace. I was on pace through, still through 18, but, uh, you know, he, I, he took off and we had, we had lengthy conversations beforehand that, you know, if, if he felt good to just go. Um, and so, yeah, no, I don't, I don't hold them accountable for it. It was a little annoying, but I don't hold them like, I don't hold any ill will for it. Uh, but yeah, so he's coming back to me and, uh, I'm thinking that's interesting. And so I think I finally catch him like right around like 21 ish, 22. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's like, well, we went for it and we can't get mad at it. And I was like, yeah, like <laughs> it, it is what it is, you know? Um, and so I told him, I was like, That's I'm just, when you should have just not acknowledged and like blown by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was like, you know, I'm just trying to hold, uh, what I say? I said, Oh, I'm, I'm just trying to hold six thirties. That, that was why I was trying to hold six thirties. And, and then at that point, I think I looked down and that one was like a six fifty, And I was like, and that was just six fifty, So that's not happening. So now I'm moving to just holding sevens. And, uh, he's like, he said he wasn't feeling great and just to go ahead. And so, um, I mean, that was never a question. So I just continued on. Um, it was interesting to see Nadia's video of she, it was kind of right around that point. I think it might've been mile 24 at this point, And she got a video of Michael. Um, you guys weren't together mm -hmm. at the point. And he's just, you know, he's in the hurt locker. He's just like, but he's Michael. He's just cheery and he's mm -hmm. happy to be out there. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, just kind of how it goes and my, my heart's stronger than my legs, you know? And you're like, I'm sorry, is this guy just bonking right now and having a great day or, or, you know, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. That, that's again, he's just so, so damn cheerful. Um, and uh, also we didn't like say almost a word to each other those first 13 miles before he even pulled away from me. So like there was zero, zero communication. I was expecting to have like him chipper and happy and like making comments again, like the only time we really talked was when that one dude, you know, was pissed into the wind and we were both kind of impressed by it. Um, but other than that, it was, it was fairly quiet. Um, and then we should get that guy on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> again, he didn't want to talk about it that. I'm sure he doesn't want to talk about it on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. And, and you can see the, the difference of, again, on Nadia recording, Michael being chipper and then her catching me towards the end. And I'm like shaking my head that I'm not feeling good. I'm like not acknowledging her anymore. I'm not happy, you know, like just trying to dig and, and find what I can to finish off this damn race. But, um, and the other thing is like, I didn't like the way it ends in like a, a U-turn because it's hard to gauge where the finish is. And, and even at that point, like to, to, to try and go into a sprint and then make like a 90 degree left and then another 90 degree left is pretty hard. I, I think, um, when you're feeling good, much less when you're trying to not cramp in every direction. Um, and so I, I didn't care for that, but yeah, so I, I started, I was hurting pretty, pretty good. Um, I know. Oh, I had I had passed Ben Johnson. Was what looked like he was pacing 
um, Megan Murray, she was trying to, I think, go in for an OTQ, but they looked like they had fallen off pretty early and she wasn't looking like she was in in great shape or very happy on the day. So I didn't say anything. I just kind of tapped him on the butt as I went by and and uh, gave him a little shaka. And then, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you look good. This is the right group for you. Keep going. And then I think at like mile 24, he went flying by me. He's like, and he's like, did me the little hand wave, like, come on. And I was like, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I wish I could, I wish I could jump on your feet, but that's not happening right now, bro. Um, and then sure enough, one more spectator is like, this is the last hill. Come on, just get, and then like I turned the corner and there was one more climb. And I, at that point I was so annoyed at hearing this is the last hill. This is probably like the fifth or sixth spectator had told me this and lied to me. I wanted to go back and punch this spectator and just be like, that was not the last hill. Stop telling people that it's not, (laughs) it's not right. So it's so annoying. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, Came through, uh, ended up finishing just over uh, 2.49, uh, officially 2.49.04, which those are always annoying me. I'm just like, I couldn't find five fucking seconds somewhere just to see a 2.48. I'd rather, I'd always rather see a high number than something like that. And I, and maybe it's just me, if you guys agree, but I, yeah, yeah, I, I hate that. Anything, anything like 10 seconds or less annoys me because I'm always like, I could drop that. You know, I could have found that somewhere. But, I found it this weekend. Yeah, congrats. Um, and uh, and yes, yeah, so across the finish line, and you know, kind of, I was I was pretty toasted by then, and was hanging off on the fence for a bit, looking back for Michael, uh, and I didn't see him for a while, and I was kind of surprised. So I walked up, and I I saw I saw Ben again, and and you know, talked to him for a little bit, and then I looked over uh, and. Uh, Kafuzi was calling me over, so he, he called me over and did like a little uh, post race, you know, chat. Um, and then I still was looking back for Michael, and I had, didn't see him yet. And then, so for VIP, there's actually like a different exit for VIP, and they have like these little VIP stands, like signs that are like on the pacer signs that they hold up. And uh, and I'm still waiting for Michael, and finally, like he comes through as they're trying to pull me out, and I'm like, wait, 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 like I need to. I need to see him. So we chatted a bit and then he had to go out the opposite direction. Um, and then they kind of parade you through like through the crowd with like the little VIP. So you get assigned a volunteer that has this little <laughs> VIP sign in front of Sweet. you. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of, that was kind of cool, but a little embarrassing, you know, like I'm just kind of like following this person um, limping along and, uh, and then, yeah, they take you into this building um, they give us, obviously we, we got a finisher's backpack, a finisher's jacket. Um, so was so Michael there when you were eating in the VIP area? No, no, he wasn't right. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Uh, and he ended up linking up with, I think another friend of his, he said, uh, cause we were, we were chatting at that point. He had his phone so we could chat again. Um, so yes, they, they brought you into this building and, uh, and sat us down. The metals are so damn heavy. I actually, I have it here, but it's heavier than one of my shoes. It's heavier than the Alpha Flies, which is wow. I mean, it is cool looking metal. It's it's crazy, um, and I think even Ben Johnson made a joke on his stories that the the price of steel, like the stock price of steel, went up after these metals because it, uh, it was there's a shortage of steel. This this thing is so damn heavy, um, but o- overall happy happy with the day, um, you know. At that point, Nadia uh, met me in, in VIP, and um, and I think she, you know, she had some breakfast and stuff, and then 
from there, she still had athletes on course. And so we decided I was going to try and make it back to the hotel and, uh, and she was going to cheer on more of her athletes and, and meet up later. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of what we did. And, uh, that was about, that was about it for the day. Sweet. Now you're making me want to, uh, get VIP for LA marathon. <laughs> I, I, I pay extra just to not deal with the traffic. Well, I was sitting here thinking, you know, Ironman races are so much more. I'm not doing as many next year. Uh, LA marathon. I actually went and oh, looked no. it up while you were talking. I was like, Oh, 150 bucks. And then you're guaranteed in the corrals, right? So you're in front of, I assume all the corrals start before the, the, the general pop. Is that the way it works? I'm not sure in LA. That's, that's a, a that's question. a Nadia question. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, hmm. And then talking to you about getting there and taking the bus and then finding a place to sleep for three hours before the marathon started, Tony. I'm like, dude, they have a place that has heaters and foam rollers and food. I'm like, hmm. All right. I might be adding the uh, hospitality to my marathon entry. Yeah. I, th- I think Nadia really enjoys it too because, they again, she always does that one with her dad. And so to have him have a spot where – he can kind of lay out and use the the massage the massage guns and have his, he's 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 a big coffee fan too so uh, you know he has his he has his coffee in the morning and uh, get him settled so I think it's I think it's a nice perk in LA. What um, did they have Morton on course or because they didn't have BPN on course? For no, nutrition, they didn't right? have Morton on course. I don't I don't know what they had, but. Um, so yeah, I, I carried all my Morton with me. I, I basically took, uh, I took one non-calf before and then I carried, uh, three non-calf and two calf. And so I went, um, mile five, mile five was non-calf, 10 calf, then 15 non-calf. And then I went from there, I went every four. So then I went 19 was a calf again, and then 23 non-calf. So that, I think that, that tends okay. to work well for me. That's typically my plan is. So you didn't have to mess with many aid stations, water wise and all that sort of stuff. You kind of got to just fly through maybe the occasional water or something yeah, like that. I, I was, uh, grabbing aid at, at aid stations where I could mainly because it ended up being a lot warmer than it was supposed to be. I think it was 54 at the start. Right. Um, and, and a little mm-hmm. humid, which I think also affected, uh, you know, kind of the, the target for the day. I'm not going to blame everything on the weather, but, you know, Chicago was nice and, and cool. I think we were like 41, 42 at the start maybe. And it kind of just hovered there. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was, that was awesome. So yeah, to have, you know, basically like a, a 12 degree increase from the Chicago weather to this, was huge, especially like this was forecasted originally. I was looking at it, it was like a low of 38 and like a high of like 61. And I was like, oh, this is going to be beautiful, perfect right. running weather. Right. And it, it just didn't end up that way. And then also it did get a little windy there towards the, the back half. Um, and again, maybe I was feeling it more because I was running in a pack for the first half and then in no man's land for those four. And then for the finish, I was really around, I wasn't around anybody. And so it, it felt windy there as well. Uh, I don't think it was like too, too windy, like, but it was still yeah. uh, enough to be significant enough for me to notice. Um, but yeah, so I was still, I still grabbing aid where I could and mainly just dumping on my head and, and, and dumping on my chest, trying to keep, trying to keep myself cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looked like a pretty tough day for a lot of people. I followed, 
maybe 10 plus runners on my tracker and you know matt hansen was going for i think 213 you said yeah, what happened to matt i think he in 220 he was going for, for 218 he, he was going for the otq um 218 that's what it was oh, 18. yeah, yeah, yeah okay. i couldn't remember i just remember okay. seeing his video yeah okay. yeah he was he was way ahead OTQ of pace is or people who don't know what olympic uh qualifier yeah. oh yeah so to to run in the olympic trials which is in february next year in orlando i believe um you have to run under a certain time based on your gender it's it's not there's no age group um, uh, specific times. So as a male, you need to run sub 218 to get invited to the trials. And for women, you need to go sub 237. So th again, this is a, a big race for, um, for runners that are trying to hit that standard. Uh, for the women at 237, there's typically a pretty good uh, contingent of males that will pace at that uh at that uh, speed to to get them there um and i think they said uh, they sent an email and I, I have it here so uh, just over ten thousand runners right ten thousand one twenty five and that included the the relay runners they said there was over three thousand bqs and there was 41 people that otq'd at the event wow so Sweet. it's definitely a fast race yeah i yeah because you know matt is a really, really good runner. I was following, uh, Jason Yang, Jason runs. He, you know, he's won, he won long beach. He won surf city. I think he won OC marathon, like all this last year. He was going for OTQ as well. He fell off. I think he ended up somewhere around 223, 224, something like that. Um, another guy I follow, he's, his name's skeleton runner on Instagram. Yeah. Young kid. I think he might be 23, 24, same thing. He went out hard and was way under the the pace and then fell off and ended up somewhere around the, two, the low 220s and yeah so it, not not the only person it seemed like it was a tough day for a lot of people so you know if that's if that's any solace at all but um yeah, yeah. I, I mean like it, i i'm not upset yeah it's a marathon, I, i'm not right? upset by any means um i i think again that's what one of the things i love about the sport is you get it you get out of it what you put into it and i didn't really put into it what I would normally for like a marathon build or a marathon block. I just, you know, like yeah. I, I didn't really have a build for this by any means. And so to still be able to, you know, basically PR un unofficially, right? Like I don't really count tunnel as my PR cause it's downhill, even though, it, you know, like I obviously did go 246, but you know, to, to have, to have a day like that and still run 249 without a proper build, without proper, you know, long runs and, and, and I think what was really missing from my, my block was the marathon pace miles in during the long runs was really what was missing. And I think that's probably what affected the ability to, uh, you know, to run those paces long into the day. So, uh, again, overall I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm content and, um, with, with how it played out and, uh, you know, how I was able to, to run that, that race. It's definitely, deceiving and how you think it is especially when you're you know you've studied the course profile i'm i'm really about studying course profiles and and again for ironmans i, I drive by courses things like that so I, I feel like i did my homework and i was still surprised at how much climbing there was on the back half of this race that i was not really mentally prepared for so 
um, I guess that's one thing I would. So this was your first time doing CIM. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So I think oh, okay. yeah. I think if I <laughs> if I ran it, you know, again, I'd have a much better day. I, I think uh, just from knowing the course. Um, but also, like you know, I was talking to Michael, and he's like, you know, we probably could have easily gone like two forty seven and not felt as bad, you know. And I was like, true, but that wasn't point. the point. The point was to go after something we knew was going to be challenging and just really go after it because we had nothing to lose, you know. So, um, I, it was, it is what it is. And I think, you know, Matt Hansen, I think, said the same thing. He's like, you know, I probably could easily gone two twenty, but that wasn't that wasn't the plan. And uh, I think he said something in his latest video too that I really uh, appreciated and agreed with is it if you're if you hit all, if you're hitting all your goals you're not setting big enough goals so right I, I appreciate yeah. that it should be audacious yeah. and scary yeah. yeah and and you and you and I were texting after and it's like again like you said if you can't get mad at the work you don't or for the results you don't get for the work you don't put in but also like if you don't go for something yeah. then you never know right so let it rip and what happens happens there's yeah. nothing wrong with that you know yeah, it's a, it's a great result either way. So yeah, it's impressive. You know, very, but, very impressive. But it's like you know, I was telling Tony, I was like to limp in at you know six fifty pace. It's pretty great, you know. So it's a, it's you know think about it that way. You're you're hurting and you're limping in yeah. at six fifty. It's like well, my fitness has come along too, I mean, especially so. at your age, Tony. I mean, yeah, you're what sixty five. I'm still masters. <laughs> don't, don't play with me. Uh, yeah, guy. What am I? I'm 26 days, 27 days away from 42, man. Oh, oh wow. Man. Okay. Don't oh wow that. Holy shit, Austin asshole. Yeah, yeah that's that's. <laughs> God, I can't fathom how far that is away from me. <laughs> Just kidding. And you gotta and you gotta no, add it's, five but years it's, to that for me. So. But it's you know yeah it's great as Chris is saying you know to be at that age there's a lot of people at, at that age that just you know, for lack of a better word, just quit. It's like, oh, fitness is over. You know, I'm done. You know, <laughs> just stop. So, you know, yeah, it's a good, it's a good result. It's again, something to build off of. And now you're like, well, next marathon. Okay, cool. I, I, I know where I stand and what I need and then you hit it. Yeah. So that's all there is to I, it. I, God, I would, I would like to see a two, three something, you know, in, in my lifetime. I don't, I don't know if I have that yeah. in me, you know, with yeah. what, what time I have left here, uh, as far as, you know, good years left there, there's you know there's not much we'll just go back to big left. bear don't start with me uh, just rebel i'm not, I'm not gonna hey, wait a second i'm still trying it 47 so you got you got five more years yeah but, well you got time trying what I, i'm saying trying to go sub 240 i don't know if i have sub 240 at me like uh so yeah. well who knows yeah I, Speaking of sub two forty, not to hijack it, but Nick Bear had a goal of two forty five and ended up going two thirty nine something. Crazy. Yeah, he, he's the only runner that I followed that had very consistent splits all the way through. And I think I th I, mean, I know that that was always the goal. Like when he first started this build, he was I want to go two forty and his running coach Jeff Cunningham's like, nah, dude, no, we're doing 245 and that's it. So I think in all the trainings, you could kind of follow Nick's journey and he was <clears throat> way ahead of his paces. And so I think in the back of his head, he's like, fuck that. I'm like, I'm going 240. You know what I mean? So that's pretty wild to see. I mean, that's, that's he's not slow. Yeah, what cycle he's on. He, oh, ouch. 
Ouch. I don't even question that anymore. (laughs) But, you know, it it is funny to see that when he started, how many people, you know, he was doing kind of marathons. I think he set up his own marathon, right? And everybody was questioning, did he really run that fast? There's no way he, you know, he's he's never going to do a a real marathon. And, and I mean, it's pretty crazy how, how fast. It's impressive. I don't care what cycle you're on. Yeah, it's, I mean, still, it's still impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to still got to show up on. every day. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so out of place yeah. on course. I'll t- I'll say that I've never so seen. Yeah, I've I've never seen a guy that massive, that running that fast. It's which is funny because yeah. when you, I always look at him and I go, okay, that just shows how freaking lean he is because I think he's about six foot and he's about, well, he was, he used to be like 190. And I'm like, dude, I'm six foot and I'm 190. And I feel like he looks massive. And, but obviously you cut that body fat and just make that muscle. And you'll look a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always feel like, yeah. I mean, I he's big regardless. Yeah. All, all the triathletes. So, Yep. Yeah. So imagine him next to a bunch of runners. Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a that looked like a tough course. I mean, again, I oh, did you? Uh, I heard you ran into Michael Kim, the All Heart Run Club. Oh yeah, from Irvine. He said he ran yeah, into yeah. you and chatted with you for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, there's so many people that that came up and uh, and but yeah, he, he came up. I think after the shakeout um, and. I think that, yeah, yeah, I think that's where he said. Did yeah. he recognize you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how or or why, but yeah, he he he. he I think just from the the podcast Insta and stuff yeah. like that. Like, hey, um, because I communicate with him. See, Endurance Podcast. It, yeah, but he, yeah. He said, "I'm I'm Austin's friend." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. That's awesome. So and so his son, who is, I think Cole's gonna be 18 this year i might be getting that he might be 17 right now uh he ran a 305 and then his daughter evan ran a 310 and evan's gosh 12 or 13 yeah so uh he he i guess he didn't get to run he ended up being uh he was on the you know throwing up all night so he didn't actually start the race so and he's usually their pacer Uh. so they ran that kind of without their pacer it's like Tony running without Michael. I was, you know, that was the kids. So he was very, very proud of them. So that all, we'll have to get him on and, and chat. But uh, I, I was blown away. That, those That's are impressive cool. times for, for those yeah. ages, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Very good, man. Well, well are we going to keep going? Or are we going to shut this one down and, and start a part two? That's, uh, I, say we, I say we give a part two. We're at an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. This is good for people, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, then, if you are listening to this, then you have to wait a day or two for the next part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk to you in 12 seconds. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I'm excited for play the I'm outro. I'm excited for Austin's outro. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the OC Endurance Podcast. If you have any comments or questions for us, please send us an email at podcast at ocendurance.com or send us a message on Instagram at OC Endurance Podcast and be sure to give us a follow. 
Tell us what you want to hear about next or who you want to hear from next. Don't forget to leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you're listening on. We would greatly appreciate it.